John's gospel has that line that we've been kind of focusing on these last few weeks. It was not you who chose me. It was I who chose you. And I've been sticking with that because I, I remind myself of that from time to time. We sometimes go through our faith or through our life thinking that we have to pursue God, that we have to go after God, that we have to choose him. And yet there's Jesus looking right at his own disciples and saying, no, 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 no. I chose you. I called you. I picked you to be my disciple. I asked you to follow me. And he said that to you as well. And so make no mistake, as we've been unraveling this and as we've been seeing, as Jesus collects up the disciples around him and he starts to form them and help them, he's also sending them out with a message. And he's sending them out with power because he sent them out, if you remember, to go heal sicknesses and diseases. And so now as we're bringing this all together, I was thinking of a, of a situation that had happened. There was a, a man who had been very successful. He had made huge amounts of money on Wall Street. He had done such a great thing and he just day after day just making another deal and doing what he needed to do and all of these great things until that one day when his own personal life was collapsing. And so he ends up in the back of a church and as he's sitting in the back of the church, a priest walks in and the priest sees him and he sees the priest. Now, the priest has no idea who he is, but he sees the priest and he comes up to the priest. And says, I need to talk. I need someone to talk to. And so, OK, priest says, yeah, let's let's go talk. He wanted to admit to the priest that somehow in his life he had been so consumed by the deal, so consumed by making more money, so consumed that his own wife was ready to leave him. His kids didn't really know him. And he was wondering what was the purpose of all of that? Now, think about your own lives. Think about the things in your life that garner your attention. You know, for someone like this gentleman, sure, we could say, well, it's pretty obvious. We, we know what your problem is. You're greedy. You're, you're greedy. You just, you can't get enough. You can't, you always want something more. And it's easy to identify it when it's that obvious. But what about the rest of us? If Jesus truly chose you, and as we heard last week, he made a demand of us that's not an easy one. You remember last week's gospel, right? You all stayed awake during it. If you love mother or father, child or friend more than me, you are not worthy of me. And as I said last week, I'm not going to do like I've heard preachers do. I'm not watering that down at all. I am not going to water that down at all. I think Jesus really means it. You can go back and listen to what I said last week as to how it all comes together. But know this, Jesus is to take a center place in our lives. He's not kidding. Now, I have to apologize for the way the Sunday lectionary is set up because we're going through Matthew's gospel and we lost part of the Sermon on the Mount because we had to leave it for a little while for, for Lent and Easter and all the, the other things. And then we kind of jump back in. Now we're in that middle section. We, we just you know, did, ended up in chapter 11, but we skipped from parts of chapter 11. We skipped some parts of chapter 10 that I think are critical to understand what Jesus is saying today. Doesn't it sound like Jesus just said, you know, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to be that drug that you can take and everything will be okay. Everything's going to be fine. No, you just take, you take my yoke and everything will be just nice. 
But that's not what he said. Again, if we just take it in isolation, we miss what he's talking about. Jesus, in the pre preceding passages, is saying persecutions are coming. You will be hailed into courts. You will be persecuted. You will be hurt. You will be beaten. You will be flogged. Does that sound like he's giving us some sort of a panacea of, you know, of this easy life? What is it that he really is talking about here? I chose you. I need you. I want you. I love you. And what did he say last week? Take up your cross and follow me. How do we get those gaps in our own spiritual lives where we miss that, you know, Jesus said this just last week, take up your cross and take my burden upon you. Is it obvious now? He's not talking about relieving us of all the, the pressures of life. He's not talking about relieving us of all the things. It's not a fleshly thing. St. Paul is right on target in this week's section of Romans. St. Paul, you, you heard him, don't live by the flesh. Live by the Spirit. If you live in the flesh, you will be bound by the flesh. It will not save you. You cannot enter the kingdom if you're wrapped up in the flesh. Now, when he says flesh, he doesn't just mean the deadly sin of lust. He doesn't mean the deadly sin of gluttony. He's talking about all seven deadly sins. And it's the seven deadly sins that bind us to the worldly, to the fleshly. It's the seven deadly sins. When you think about them, pride, Anger, greed, gluttony, lust, envy, sloth, I got all seven. But think about them. What, what are they all? When you look at them at their roots, these are things that are worldly, fleshly things that bind us, that captivate people. That poor guy was caught up in greed and he couldn't get enough. It's got to be the next deal. After the next deal, the next big paycheck, I'll just get one. I'll get a bigger house. We'll have two houses. We'll have three houses. And I've met so many people in that category that are just not happy. They're just consumed. And you can even see when you're having a conversation with them sometimes, they're already thinking about where they're going and what they're going to do next. And that is not a follower of Jesus. It's not. When he says, I chose you, I chose you to be free. Free from these fleshly things free to live in the spirit. And the burden that he talks about today, his burden is a burden of freedom. It's a burden of freedom. I don't know how often we spend time praying about this. Jesus came to deliver us. We, we always get it wrong. We're like, why did Jesus come? Oh, Jesus came to be a nice guy. No. Jesus came to teach us how to be nice people. No. Jesus came to teach us about love, sort of. Jesus came to get us into the kingdom. Did you hear the petitions that I use for the Lord have mercy? Did anybody pay attention to that? I, I picked them on purpose. You came to heal the wounds of sin and division. You came to call sinners. Right there, we're saying exactly what the gospels are teaching us about the mission of Jesus. Why did he come? He came to deliver us from sin so that we can live in the freedom of God's children. Taking his yoke upon you means you're taking the cross. And what is the cross? The cross is the ultimate moment of redemption. The sacrifice of the lamb who delivers us from sin. The grace poured out, the blood and water poured out 
for your redemption. Take my yoke upon you, he says. He chose you. He wants you. But you have to turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. You have to renounce that which possesses you. So take any one of the seven deadly sins. Is it owning you? That man was owned by greed. I've seen people who are owned by lust. I mean, they say, you know, internet pornography is the new drug. 40, 50, 60% of people, every, across all generations, are addicted to pornography. That possesses a person. That controls a person. As much as any of the drugs can control a person, or alcohol, or gambling, this is now the new drug. That's what they're calling it. Is that owning you? Is it possessing you? If it is, you're not going to be able to live in the freedom of being a child of God. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is why Jesus chose you. I want to liberate you. Renounce those things and take on my yoke. Let me carry it. Let me be there with you. See, the beauty, beautiful image of a yoke is he's there with you. You're not alone, but he's not going to take away the difficulties and the problems. They remain. But if we can get out from under the burden, and what burden does he talk about? The burden of sin we can then be true disciples of Jesus Christ. He's asking you, he chose you. What does he need you to start doing? Taking on that burden, but he wants you to go forth and perform miracles. He sent his disciples out, he wasn't kidding. Go, do the miracles. What kind of miracles? Well, look at the miracles that happen in love relationships sometimes, when someone is so burdened and the other is there with them. Think of the miracles that happen when a parent first has a child laid on their breast. Think of the miracles that happen when someone is truly burdened and someone can get them some food or shelter or drink. See, he, you, I'm, I'm setting you up because at the other end of Matthew's gospel, Matthew, when he talks about the last judgment, what does he do? Clothe the naked, feed the hungry, care for the poor. He, he's, he's setting us up. Take my yoke upon you. Respond to me. You are today's miracle workers. You're here for some reason. Our pews have emptied out over the last 30 years. We don't know why, but we know that you're still here. You got up this morning. You came in here. That's your soul saying, I know I got to go further. I got to try harder. I got to do more. And so my dear brothers and sisters, here's your chance. Take the yoke upon you. Lay the burden of sin at the foot of the cross. Get to confession if it's been a while. Go to confession frequently. Don't keep waiting. Don't keep putting it off. That's when the blood and water poured out is effective. Because then the sins are removed. And the, the, the culpability of those sins is taken away. And then, you know what it is? Like whatever I tell somebody, if you ever told a lie and you worry all day long about someone finding out that you told a lie, that all you do is worry about getting caught in your lie. And once you do get caught, you almost feel like, wow, I'm glad that's over. You know what I'm talking about? It, it's, it, we, we do that. It's, that's, that's what sin does. I'm afraid I'll get caught. I'm, I have to always worry. I always have to keep thinking. I always have to keep, no. That's not what Jesus wants. His burden frees us from that. He went to the cross to liberate us. He chose you to be his child and to live in the joy and the freedom of a child of God. 
So let's rid ourselves of the burden that actually weighs us down. The one that we can't do anything without him. That burden of sin. Let's get rid of it. Let's cast it off. He chose you. Then, once it's cast off, the miracles, they'll start happening. People estranged from God will come back to God. People who are burdened with addictions will be freed from their addictions. People who are weighed down by any of the deadly sins can then be freed because you go forth and share the goodness of Jesus Christ. The grace that you receive, go share with others. Can we work on that? Dear brothers and sisters, here's the opportunity. Let's take it. God chose you. He wants you. He needs you. He asks you and he offers you. So take what he's offering and parlay it as he has asked you to do by being free, by being a child of God, by being one who will perform miracles in his name. God chose you and he loves you. Amen.